In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. Though a virgin, Mary has become the bearer of the eternal word. She believed God's word, and now the word of God dwells inside her bodily. The angel has more news for Mary than this. Mary's elderly cousin Elizabeth is also with child. In fact, she's already six months pregnant. Without God's word, none of this is possible. Women past the age of bearing children don't get pregnant. And even more so, a virgin cannot be with child. But with God's word, with God, nothing is impossible. Having heard God's word, Mary confessed, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. The word of God created faith in Mary's heart. She believed this word. She believed the word of the angel about her miraculous pregnancy. She also believed God's word about her son. She believed that her son is the son of the Most High, She believed her son would sit upon the throne of David forever. She believed that her son is the promised seed of the woman who had come to crush the serpent's head. From outward appearance, according to her friends and neighbors, something shameful has happened to Mary. She will be mocked and ridiculed as unfaithful. Perhaps family members will snub her and friends will ignore her. And months later, she will hear the prophecy of Simeon at the temple. A sword will pierce Mary's soul also. In believing this word of God, cross and trials will belong to Mary. But God's word also gives her the courage and strength to bear such crosses, to embrace them. And so she confesses, yes and amen, let it be to me as you have said. And the angel laughed. Perhaps now Mary sits alone with her thoughts. But because she has faith in God's word, she will go and share this promise with Elizabeth. St. Luke makes a point of telling us that Mary went with haste. There's an urgency and eagerness in her steps as she travels. Entering the house, Mary greets her cousin. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. Well, that's what babies in utero do. Babies leap in the womb. They kick and push and move around. And like any human, they respond to stimuli in their environment. It's always exciting for a new mother when she begins to feel this movement. It's a unique kind of joy. So also, Elizabeth rejoices to feel her son John leap in her belly. But by the Holy Spirit, she understands that this is not normal fetal movement. Now, Elizabeth could have ignored what the Holy Spirit told her. She could have rationalized the shifting feeling within her as normal. 
Maybe she's already felt this kind of movement before. I'm sure it didn't feel like a supernatural leap. But now, enlightened by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth understands what has just happened in her womb. This is no ordinary movement. The greeting from Mary, the mother of Elizabeth's Lord, her Christian greeting has brought with it the gift of the Holy Spirit. So Elizabeth understands that John is rejoicing that Jesus has come near, already exercising his prophetic finger that points to his Messiah. John jumps up and down for joy. It's him. It's Jesus. He's here. He's here. And so this is one of the texts that we point to to show that babies can have faith. And so for moms with child, take heart. For as you come into the Lord's house and hear the word preached, that little one in your womb also hears. By the power of the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth has understood that John is confessing faith in the Messiah. Knowing what has happened, Elizabeth is also compelled to confess. She perceives the faith of her child and she speaks. This is also why parents confess the faith of their infant children at holy baptism. And so for Elizabeth, recognizing the faith of her unborn son, she says to Mary, When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And so we should notice what happens here. God's word comes to each of these women The word of God creates faith in their hearts and their mouths are opened to confess what God has done. Mary hears God's word and believes it. Rejoicing that the word of God now lives inside her, she goes to speak to Elizabeth. Elizabeth hears the greeting from Mary which fills her with the Holy Spirit. Understanding her unborn son's leap in the womb is a confession of the Messiah. Elizabeth is moved to speak. Without God's word, there is nothing to confess and nothing in which to rejoice. But with God's word, there is rejoicing, even when that word brings a cross and suffering. And there is more. Elizabeth does more than tell Mary what her unborn son was doing. She also blesses Mary and her son. Having heard and believed God's word, Elizabeth applies that word to Mary and to Jesus. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then later, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. As it was for these saints of old, so it is for you. By yourself, without God's word, you are unholy, without God, and lost in your sin. And so you have come to this place this morning to encounter holy things, the holy name of God, which was applied to you in holy baptism, 
and is given to you again at this day to cleanse you of all your sins. The Holy Word of God read and preached to you and for you. The Holy Peace of Jesus delivered to you from pulpit and altar. The Holy Body and precious blood of your Savior, given and shed for the forgiveness of all your sins. The Holy Blessing of the Holy Trinity, setting his name upon you, which goes with you back out into your daily life and callings. This day, God takes what our Lord Jesus accomplished on the cross, and he delivers it to you. By God's word, these holy things are set upon you, planted into your heart, forgiving your sins and granting you life and healing and wholeness. In this place, through this liturgy, which is God's word, God himself comes to be with you. The one who dwelt in Mary's womb now makes his home with you, flesh of your flesh, blood of your blood. The Lord comes to this place to speak with you and to dwell with you. And so, having heard what God has said, you open your mouth to confess what God has done. God works this within you. It is as David prays in Psalm 51 after he sinned with Bathsheba, O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Without God opening the lips, there is no praise to come forth. And so God brings his word. God gives you the faith to believe his word. God opens your lips so that you confess him. God puts words of blessing into your mouth so that you bless him and others. In this house, when God blesses you, you acknowledge his word and gift by saying, Amen. When he has forgiven you all your sins, you respond by asking the Lord for more blessings, saying, Lord, have mercy. When God's word has been preached to you, you pray to him for a clean heart and a new spirit. When he invites you to set your heart on him, you lift your heart up to the Lord. When you know that it is right to thank and praise your God, you sing the holy, holy, holy. When Jesus is present on this altar and the peace of God is announced to you, you respond by asking for his mercy and peace. Because you have this word of God planted inside of you and in your heart, you gather with others to confess your faith. In this way, then, you can think about the divine service as a holy conversation between God and his people. And in this orderly conversation, each party takes his turn. Reverence requires that each statement from God is met with a response. When God forgives your sins, faith speaks its agreement. When God's word is read, faith responds with thanksgiving and praise. When God has declared what is true according to his word, faith says, I believe. Like any conversation, the divine service has its own topic 
vocabulary and way of speaking. Maybe it seems like being brought into this conversation can seem confusing. But the more that you're here, the more you come to understand, the more you see and receive and acknowledge the gifts that God brings you in this place. And as you are filled with God's word and surrounded with his promises, this holy conversation comes to govern the rest of your conversations, all the ways you live and engage beyond these walls. And so we might ask, how did Elizabeth learn to bless Mary? Well, from hearing God's word of blessing to her. And so it is that we also learn to bless God, to say good things about him, and the good things that he says about us. If we desire to learn this, then there is no better place than in his church, with his word, in his name and before his altar. In this place we encounter the things of God, which call forth our attention to these holy things, When God makes a promise, faith responds. God also knows that we sinful men tend to forget his word and his promises and to rely on our own reason and strength, which is why he comes to this place week after week with his word and his gifts. Again and again, over and over, he raises you from your sin, blessing you with his word, filling you with his promises. And so you join in the holy conversation as God brings his gifts from heaven to earth. Blessing flows from God to us and from us back to God and toward our neighbors. In the holy name of Jesus. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.